0: Shut up, and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of Third Shift. It's time to grab your oars. It's time to get the canoe, because me and Eric are going to take you to Conjecture Land again. You ready for this, Eric?
1: Oh, we're honk-tonk-tonking down to Conjecture Land. Chong chong. I hear them see those Oh, Matt, look at them all Oh, they're flying away from the little island Yes, make room for me and you
0: I still have objections to the fact that Speculation River goes chonk, chonk As you oar through it It's not like a river full of gravel It's chonk, chonk It's it's full of blood and mutagens
1: And poison It's It's
0: full of hopes and dreams Is what it's full of
1: There's dead trolls in there. There's a lot of things. We have we have two
0: entirely different (laughs) visions of this river and of this land. (laughs) Apparently, we do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to get through a lot of poison to get to that beautiful island, man.
0: I guess that's the boundary between real life and the magical land of conjecture. See, just where it's all beautiful and fun and magic.
1: You're starting to get there. You're starting to understand, man. Don't worry. I'm going to get you there.
0: I don't want to know this.
1: One canoe trip at no, a time. No, I don't, don't worry. I don't like
0: it, no. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh gosh. Well, as Matt said, it's a special episode. I don't even know what we're going to call it. It's a Conjecture Land special. It's, it's
0: 2017 Conjecture Land. We're going to hit all the bases. Yeah, it doesn't
1: even have a number. Nope, no number. It's just a magical episode that could be placed anywhere inside the 2017 bubble.
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. I like it.
0: Before we reach the actual shores of Conjecture Land, we have to like take our binoculars out and look into the possible future of the actual world. This is like the, the planning tributary off of Speculation River.
1: Well, true. I agree with mm-hmm. that. However, I kind of want to at least have the tip touch the island, just in case something doesn't go quite as planned. Okay. Because then we can always fall back that we were on Conjecture Land. And we can't be held responsible.
0: <laughs> so okay, here we go. Sploosh, sploosh, pooh. Oh, the front of the canoe just just bumps against the shore. I'm not sure if this is a sandbar or not. We we may be there. We may not.
1: But while we're here, let's pause yes. and talk a little bit about this year for Third Shift. This is the dumbest open in the
0: history of podcast. <laughs> no, it's this is amazing. The worst I love thing it. we've ever done.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. I love it. We're setting a scenario for everyone, Matt.
0: We're painting a visual picture. We're
1: painting a picture, Of, of
0: yes. two f***ing morons in a boat.
1: In a boat, yes. That's Third Shift. <laughs> what do you want from it? That's the new
0: subtitle, <laughs> Third Shift, Two Morons in a Boat.
1: So before we step ashore to conjecture land, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what we're hoping to do in 2017 to push Third Shift forward, to add a little bit to our our little foyer into this podcasting yeah. world. Matt, tell us, what is one of the first things we want to start working on this year?
0: I had them listed down, and I closed it up. I'm like, I'm going to remember all this. I'm totally blanking on what the first big one is. Oh, no, I'm not. We want to get more involved with the community, with some of our fans. So a couple times during the year, we want to have guests on the podcast. We've had some people saying they'd love love to have you know interviews or like a like a call-in type segment, that's something we're definitely looking at, something we would love to do, starting off sometime fairly soon here, but no official dates on that yet.
1: And we don't want to make it to where, obviously, it's every other episode. It's going to be just a few times this year because, obviously, we're just two Joe Schmoes getting into this little shindig. Mm -hmm. But we're excited to get that going. Like Matt said, it's going to be a little bit but uh, look forward to that. Some interviews slash guests on the show to spice things up and add a different viewpoint to some of the craziness that we talk about on a weekly basis. Right,
0: and like we were talking about in the meeting earlier today, so far we're not planning this to be like, you know, super serious interview segments. Our, Our kind of vision for this is basically another person in on the show with us. So as we're talking about you know, the battle plan or the hot fixes or whatever is new, new and cool in the Gearbox universe. That person can chime in with their opinions, too. Maybe even take somebody on a trip to Conjecture Land. Who knows? Kind of a fun interactive experience more than just, hey, who are you and what do you like to do? I like to do things. Great. Plug your Twitter. Thanks. Bye.
1: Exactly. And speaking of that, you kind of right there just made me think, well, the key times to do that would be during big updates. Oh, yeah. Uh, new character releases, things for, like, Battleborn, obviously huge announcement of future games, mm. something that's an easy topic just to get in there and really get a great conversation going yeah. and or invite them onto Conjecture Land. But, you know, we got to be careful about that because that's a wild place. So
0: There's only so many people that can fit in this canoe anyway. I mean, you and I are pushing that's it. That's
1: true. So maybe one other person once in a while, that's about oh, yeah. it. So besides the interviews, we also talked about uh, upgrading the website. Mm -hmm. And by upgrading, I mean several things. First and foremost, actually upgrading the website. You know, it's pretty bare bones right now. It's got the basics of what it needs. It does the job. But we want to kind of give it a little vibrancy that makes people want to come check it out, see what's going on. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, I don't think you and I are even on the website like ever. I check it once or twice just to make sure a post is looking good. But we want to have that be kind of more of a you know, kind of a team collaborative effort in there. Maybe if you and I did something cool, like you went and saw a cool movie, I you know, was playing through some old game, we want to write up a little article about it. Again, nothing super serious because, I mean, it is us. It's Third Shift. It's three goofballs. But I want to have more to the website than just, here is episode 15. Here is episode 16. Boom.
1: Adding to that, we had the idea of thoughts of third shift, which is precisely where we'd put things like that. You know, if I was playing a game that had no relation to anything, boom, I could put some thoughts in there, some random things for people to talk about, Mm. Uh, movies, real life, the game itself, obviously, uh, the podcast, anything. That could just kind of be like a dump spot for all sorts of fun and odd things.
0: Have it be kind of like a blog slash website. Kind of total, total whole experience. For people who are interested, you can jump in and get more than just we talk in your ear for an hour a week and then go away, disappear.
1: Make a presence that you can get in touch with all the time and or interact with in other ways besides just the Gearbox podcast portion mm-hmm. of things. And speaking of getting more involved with you guys out there in the world, we want to get Danny involved more, because she's a vital part of the team, Mm. and of course, most people either see her on Twitter, or just hear us randomly talk about her here and there on the episodes. So, we're thinking about and talking about getting a little spot on the website for her called the Anime Corner, or whatever cool thing she comes up with, because that's her world. And uh, it may be a podcast, it may be a blog, it may be something. I don't know. Danny knows. (laughs) But we don't. But anywho, is the main gist of it is to get a little spot in the world where you can interact with Danny, Danny can interact with the rest of the world, and really just uh, bring her out where she belongs, out in the front side, mm. so everybody knows she's part of the T-E-A-M.
0: Yeah, because she is definitely a very big part of what we do here. And like you said, we mentioned her on the show here and there, but a lot of people don't know her. Like I think even in one of the Reddit threads, she was interacting with people, and they are like, Who's Danny? Who are you? So i to get the whole team out there doing all kinds of stuff that you guys can interact with us on.
1: Precisely. That sounds like a freaking awesome plan. And then we also want to open up a second podcast. What? what? Oh, my gosh. So Third Shift is going to branch out just a touch, mm-hmm. and we want to come out with a biweekly, what well, we hope to be a biweekly, yeah. podcast about... What did you call it, Matt? What was the in theory game name we're talking about?
0: It was the Imposter's Guide to Gaming brought to you by Third Shift.
1: Yes. (laughs) A general gist is there's a whole bunch of guys and gals out there who either A, too lazy to look up gaming information and keep track of things. James. B, just don't have the time because they're actual super successful adults who, uh, you know, don't got no time for no gaming information. Not James. Or C, Hey, just like us, and would love to hear us talk a little bit about some other uh, video games here Mm -hmm. and there. So this podcast we're going to be starting up is going to come out every other week, unless obviously life happens and it can't be done, and we're going to have five topics every episode of the most important and or vital gaming information that you, the listener, needs to know to be relevant in a conversation with your actual gaming friend who does pay attention to what the heck's (laughs) going on on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, so this this will kind of be, again, you know, it's us. It'll be more casual-based. It's not going to be super in-depth, detailed stuff. But just, hey, what are the big stories that are out there right now? Because I'll admit, I mean, even I don't follow all the big news websites all the time, near as much as I should. You mostly handle that. So it'll just be, hey, this is kind of what's going on in there. If you're busy at work, busy with family, busy with anything else, and something just happens to slip through the cracks, we'll be there to catch it and toss it up to you.
1: Exactly, boys and girls. I'm hoping you guys are as excited as we are, because I look forward to starting to record them suckers here in the near future. What about you, Mr. Matt? You excited about that?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. You know, our year-end extravaganza where we got to talk about all different kinds of games was a ton of fun. I mean, not that I have a problem doing a Gearbox podcast. That's what we do, and that's what we have fun with. But I'm definitely looking forward to kind of spreading our wings a little bit, talking more about the know the the general topics that are out there that do excite both of us that we talk about off-air a lot of the time. It'll be fun.
1: So there you have it. Those are the three things that we've kind of nailed down that we want to focus on in the coming year to help branch out and or just streamline ourselves to bring in more listeners and expand the Third Shift powerhouse.
0: That's right, expand the brand. Hashtag expand the brand.
1: Expand the brand. Got to put that on Twitter. That's right. Man, woo, I love it. So, with that out of the way, I think it's time to step off the boat and just go into Conjecture Land and, and have a little fun. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a sort of jungle noises.
0: We've made it to the jungles of Conjecture Land. We're there, we're there. Get your machete. Hey, monkey!
1: Quack.
0: Quack. 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 Cutting through the vines and underbrush. Quack.
1: Quack. That monkey's got some bananas for us. Hey, monkey! I need that banana. I'm hungry. I'm hungry on Conjecture Land.
0: See, if I was closer to the kitchen, I would actually run and grab a banana, and you would see (laughs) me have this whole batch of bananas. Oh,
1: I got them all from the monkey. I I stole the bananas from that monkey.
0: I have claimed Conjecture Land in the name of third shift. This is our land now.
1: This is our land. All right, Matt, so here we are, ready to go. I figure, as we discussed, we will start with the small... And just work our way on out to the broad horizons. Okay. Let's do it. Let's start with the immediate, what's more likely actually going to happen, and that's some stuff we know of Mr. Battleborn. That's
0: right. Now, we put out the call on Reddit. I got a couple from uh, that thread that I want to read. First off, starting small, starting with something that we know is in the works, at least, I mean, as far as we're aware. fuzzies on Reddit says, kind of realistic in his in his conjecture land area. I could definitely see some Borderlands-themed skins. Now, we know those are supposed to be coming out, but we haven't seen hide nor hair of them or even heard any rumors about it. I know we conjectured about it just a little bit on a previous episode many, many moons ago. That's, again, something small, something solid that's, as far as we know, definite.
1: Let me go ahead and put out a solid conjecture because, you know what, that's a little too too iffy. I'm going to put out something solid. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Here we go. The Borderlands skins have already been made, and they are sitting on them right now. You know what they're waiting for, Matt? Is when they put out that bad trailer for Borderlands 3. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? Oh, and if you love Borderlands and you're excited about this trailer, go on into Battleborn, because right now you can get Borderlands skins. Woo!
0: Yeah, I think that would be an awesome idea. My only concern is as we'll get onto later, I'm sure, in the show. I don't think the trailer's coming out anytime relatively soon, so the o- the only other conjecture I have is that they're waiting for a dip in between, you know, releases of all these story ops we've had coming through. You know, something to boost it up just a little bit. Hey, you know, we haven't had any big releases for a couple weeks, but hey, here's the Borderlands skins we promised. Boom. I definitely agree with you that they're Probably at least like 95% done, if not all the way done, and just waiting for the perfect time to release.
1: So there you have it, boys and girls. We agree that those suckers are already done and they're just sitting there with them. But we differ on when they're going to give them out. Borderlands trailer or a dip in the release material for Battleborn itself. Mm. We'll find out in the future. That's true. So what's another one those uh, Reddit crazies got for us?
0: Now, some of these people, I think, kind of went Christmas Wish slash Conjecture Land on this stuff. But then our next one comes from Ranmaru Ion. This person's got a couple of things, so let me buzz through them real quick. First of all, it says, more helix options. I don't think they should just keep on adding, like to level 15 or whatever, but simply having three options at every level for every character would be awesome, preferably more helixes that outright change skills. And I think that's something you could do pretty easy. Now, second one, weapon and effect skins that you can unlock slash purchase. Now, for example, it doesn't need to be complex. Just because I want to play a purple Miko, I might want to use the pink skin Kunai and more rare skins that change the colors of certain skins. Like a red Miko skin, maybe make the healing beam red too. I think that'd be pretty interesting, being able to customize the colors of your characters a little bit more.
1: Well, Matt. You know, I appreciate what he's got to say. And while I think that would be amazing, I'm going to look into the future here. Let me pull out that glass ball and rub Hmm. it. Uh, No. Uh, I don't foresee them messing with the helixes really anytime soon or at all, to be quite honest. I think uh, they're more concerned with just finding a good balance with the way things are currently. And they're not going to add a bunch more moves and or abilities to just make that all go out of whack again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With the skins one, once again, great idea. That'd be kind of cool, but I don't foresee it happening because that would start requiring all sorts of strange uh coding and adding on to this and that to get the different color schemes going and then of course making the abilities match that. That's a lot of work for I would I would think little reward because no one's going to actually really appreciate that except for the people who already play. And yes, you should make sure the people who already play appreciate the game but I don't think that's the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think either of these is really likely, but I think, again, kind of going off of what I said with the Borderlands skins, I think Helix options would be a nice, not so easy, but a nice way to kind of keep the momentum rolling for when all your big releases are gone. Hey, you know, we've just updated. Now everyone has a fourth mutation. Here's where they are. Have fun unlocking them. Maybe you have to do kind of a special thing, have a like a master level mutation unlock That'd be something pretty cool, something else to dive in and play more L-Drag, get him mastered up, get his master mutation. As far as weapon and effect skins, I think the way they've got it right now, it would make it too hard to you know, say, I've got the blue skin and then my effect skin is this or my weapon skin is that. But we've seen weapon skins in all kinds of games pretty much everywhere. So I think it would be a fun addition. I agree, I don't think either one is very likely, but I think they would be pretty awesome if they did
1: you know awesome is one thing but reality is another Mm. although i will say that master one is pretty good idea a master ability if you master them boom there's a special one that opens up way down at the bottom for you Mm. gives you one extra ability and it'd be something more for fun because it would be unfair um, in a PvP realm, obviously, if they're using this awesome mastered ability, and of course you don't have that, so it'd be more like, uh, hey, you know, you could tie them together. The master one changes all their effects to some like Kamikaze, you know, Dragon Ball Z kind of wacky world, you know, where it's it's ten times cooler looking, ten times bigger looking, does the same damage, does the same things, but
0: how about this? You just sparked me. Since everyone has. All those special little neat effects, like L-Drag, when he does his dragon splash, the little candy pops out like a piñata. How about when you get that master level unlock, like you said, it's like 10 times bigger. He has this giant explosion of candy. Or Galileo's goop just like has crazy giant tentacles that crazy are flying
1: tendrils, around. Crazy yeah, tendrils, yeah, all over. And a lot of glows make her just like glow so bright, you know, it's unbearable. Mm. Yes. would be amazing. Yeah, See, like little
0: little cosmetic things. I think that would be pretty awesome. Because otherwise, the only way to know that you've mastered L-Drag is to put your Master of L-Drag title on. And, I mean, why would I ever put that over Old Man Cranky? Never going to happen now. So. All right, now for a little bit of downer conjecture lands from these Reddit people because you can't trust anybody on Reddit. We we have two people who predict the same thing. This first person has actually been deleted from Reddit. Says it's going free to play. Those price cuts were deep and sudden. Our secondary person is Dexter three four five, who says you'll get three new story apps, one new character, then nothing else until it goes free to play. I mean, we know that Randy Pitchford said the free demo was coming. He wasn't saying going full free-to-play. So that's been in discussions for a long, long time. The only thing I will say to this is that when they announced the features for the winter update and said that all the characters were going to be unlocked for anybody who's got the game already, that really screamed free-to-play or free-demo setup for me. Because that's exactly what you would do if you were making a free version of the game. You'd have that version have characters locked and for anybody who bought the game who has the actual base game right now and can play it you're going to have everything unlocked that'd be just one more incentive for if you have free to play or a free demo you can you know get this microtransaction five bucks four or five bucks unlock all the characters right away i don't know where i stand on this i believe there's going to be a free version at some point because it's been discussed I don't know if it's going full-on free-to-play. I feel like the game's not really set up for it. No. I think we're only getting the free demo. And then if it goes free-to-play after that, I mean, that's that's not on me. That's on whoever else is out there.
1: I'm going to mostly agree. I think because it's already been discussed, mm-hmm. Randy Pitchford said himself, we're going to get a trial version of the game, which, as you said, is going to have a whole bunch of locked characters and they're going to rotate by uh, weekly or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you're playing and you really don't want to have these limitations that they place on you, then you purchase the game and, as you said, boom, all the char- all 25 base characters are going to be unlocked and you're going to be able to play all the matches, all the rounds, everything you want to do. I think that's going to be the route to go, and yeah. I don't foresee it becoming straight-up free-to-play. Yeah. I think they're going to ride or die with a trial version and then the base game that everybody purchased.
0: I think the only thing that they would do there would be kind of a mix between free free demo and free to play would be buying features of the game in chunks like you get the free version and you've got like two story missions and like half the pvp maps or something now you can pay 299 to unlock all the rest of the story 299 to unlock all the characters or you know 299 or whatever the whatever the price is to unlock all the versus modes. I think that's probably as far as they would go with it unless some edict from on high came down saying it has to be pure free to play and this is the model you have to follow because I don't really think the game is made for that.
1: I agree. I'm sticking to it. Ride or die, ride or die. Yeah,
0: I still I still say free demo over free to play. One more batch of people from Reddit. We've got the video game Raptor who says maybe a new batch of characters. Character launches are some of the game's biggest boosts, and launching one with the winter update would make it even better. And then we've got Chocol eight TH one dr who says, Surely they'll at least give us Nova in a robot suit. I say announce a season two and announce her as the first character for it. Pretty much a guaranteed sale to every active user. What do you think about more characters, Eric?
1: Oh, unfortunately I I'm right now currently in the sad banana boat, and from the vibe I got f- is a while ago now from Randy Varnell, mm-hmm. was that they got a ton of characters that they'd love to do that they've got ideas for, but he really made it sound like because of you know the current state status that they're not going to happen. So unless there's something really, they're just keeping back in well hidden. I really do think Beatrix is the last we're going to see of new characters. I would like to, here's here's my hope conjecture, Uh is that with the advent of Phoebe's battle ops, and I've discussed this before, one more story mission that really just ties things together, brings about a whole new possibility for maybe in the future, Coming back to Battleborn, okay, in a different market, in a different time, in a different place, but with that last mission, they recover Rendane Dark Mode or some kind of Dark Rendane, and he becomes a playable character. Okay, because he's a full-on character; he has his own set of skills, mm. he's got his own weapon. You know, it's easy—you just pop him in, and I'm—I'm a hundred percent certain they've already got a whole list and helix for that guy. Just sitting around, because even if they didn't plan on it, somebody probably got bored in some spare time mm-hmm. and put together a whole helix and build for Rendane. So I think that would make some sense. Realistically, I'm going to say probably none of that's going to happen. All right. I think things will get tied up with Phoebe's
0: Battle Ops. Well, since you want to make everybody cry and make everybody sad, I'm going to be positive Jones. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm saying, caveat Jones here, I'm saying if we don't see Nova in a robot suit before Phoebe in the heart of Echinar, I'm saying we see her in that mission, at least even if she's not playable, boom, she's in that mission. And then, you know, a couple weeks down the road as the hype, hype train just builds and builds and builds and builds and people like, Oh my God, I saw her. She was right there. Let me play her. Then they drop her like four or so weeks after that last operation drops. Hey, surprise guys. Here she is full helix full character full everything boom there's your nova now the only other thing this this would be my hope conjecture is i would hope that you know we've seen other games that get season 2s that we didn't think would get season 2s for characters and things obviously people have been talking about evolve but the one i wanted to mention is rainbow 6 siege cuz i see that game on sale for 15 bucks 10 bucks all the time and that's got another season 2 of new characters coming out I don't see why they couldn't do that with this as long as you know the holiday sales were decent enough people have been picking up all the story apps and they've been making decent bank on that if that happens I could totally see you know maybe not a full like 10 extra characters or anything but I could see a season 2 coming out with two four five characters that that's my hope conjecture is that somehow a season 2 does get produced but my going out on a limb conjecture is we see Nova in a robot suit in the Last Story app. Then we get her four weeks later. Boom.
1: No, that's not you're going out on a limb, one man. That's your actual conjecture land conjecture. You can't you can't keep giving me double loosies and expect to win this whole competition.
0: But maybe this is this is like in a fantasy world conjecture. I think maybe <laughs> I'll be playing later tonight. That's my conjecture. I,
1: I like how you keep doing double loose on this, so you can't be held responsible for anything. <laughs> We're already in Conjecture Land. The monkeys are yelling everywhere. You can do anything you want here, man. It doesn't matter. (laughs) All right.
0: So, yes, that is my end the Battleborn section on a positive note conjecture. We're getting Nova in a robot suit by hook or by crook some kind of way. Boom. There you go.
1: I actually liked your idea, and I think if it's going to happen, that's probably the way it will happen. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. That's got Eric's note of approval on it. Pachow. Stamp. I like it. One more thing I was thinking about, Matt, and we've discussed this on previous podcasts, is do you think they're going to recover the worlds before they tie this whole thing up? Do you think they're going to get them back out of the darkness?
0: Well, I think they have to because in the last stream, Randy Varnell was just talking about, you know, in Beatrix and what she's going to become and what the rest of the team is going to become. They're saying as the universe is getting put back together, this and this and that and that are going to happen. I think... That's also got to be, if not in Heart of Echinar, then, a, you know, another story mission on top of it, like you were saying. I think that's where that's got to come in because you can't just be like, yeah, they saved the universe and you never see it. They, we have to uh-huh. see it at some point. And I think that last story op, which sounds like it's going to be serious, that's the place to do it.
1: I agree. I think for sure this year we're going to see at least a baseline ending to the current story of it, Yeah, yeah. And on top of that is I think we're going to get another really awesome huge five, seven-minute long back-end anime cutscene oh, yeah. just like they did with the intro.
0: I mean, I would even take that, even if they don't you know, show all the planets getting unveiled or anything like that, I would take it in the cutscene form. Maybe you do the action that makes it happen, and then you get to see five minutes of, all oh, the stars are coming back, and you get to see you know, new species arising out of their slumber or whatever they went into when the stars got veiled, all that kind of good stuff.
1: And then here's what you could do to tie in kind of what I was saying earlier. He may not be a playable character, but you see Rendane come out of the veil and then take off. So, that, like I said, you can put Battleborn on a shelf and then you have the option to revisit Battleborn in the future.
0: That See, that would be pretty awesome as if... As everything's getting veiled, all the enemies and everyone who died in these wars, you see them all come back because you're like reversing the polarity of the universe or whatever. You could have so many cool storylines and, you know, so many cool like interactions between characters based off of that. Even if you're just, you know, a headcanon fan writer. Like, oh my gosh, now that Rendane's out, I can write about Rendane's adventures as he tries to make up for what he was doing or tries to take over another part of the universe or tries to reunite the Varelsi or whatever it is.
1: And on top of it all, since they're reversing this whole thing, it's going to open up unknown, I don't know, how many worlds. Mm -hmm. So if they they proceed with Battleborn or they shelf it and come back to it, they can do anything they want with it. I mean, they'll have unlimited worlds, characters, species, the whole nine to play with and make a new story on. It'd be a smart way to set themselves up for success in the future.
0: And and you know it's all there, because any time you hear about lore time with Randy Varnell, he's going off and off and off on things that, I mean, I don't think too deeply about the game. It's the things I never even thought about. I'm sure things a lot of people have never even thought about that you don't realize went into this game. So it would just, you know, he's got it up there. So he'd give him, mm-hmm. a, give him an outlet to just... Blah, Spew it all out. Make a new world, make a new this, make a new that. Even if it's just going into a lore encyclopedia, like we've said before, too.
1: So there it is, boys and girls. We will see an end of some kind to Battleborn this year. Perfect. Yep, we did It's going to happen. There it is. We did it. Battleborn is wrapped up. That's what's happening this year.
0: How about this? Maybe once they actually conclude development on it, just as a farewell to the fans, that's when you drop that five to seven minute cutscene of just, hey, thanks for everything. Here's what's happening here. The universe is getting restored. You've done it. Thanks for all the wars you fought, you know, to make the make the Battleborn universe a better place. na 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 We did it. Go team. See you guys in the next fight.
1: That's right. There. Boom. Future has been told. The monkeys have given us their truths. We're eating of the poisoned banana. <laughs> <I was laughs> you yeah. say
0: psychedelic bananas? That's about how this episode's yep. going too. Jesus.
1: <laughs> oh, so moving on. This part's gonna be a little bit easier because these are kind of just some wider conjectures, yeah. And, and things we think are going on. So let's start off with the most obvious. Gearbox Quebec, what mm. are they working on, and is it gonna be released this year?
0: See, I I don't know if it's going to be released this year, but it has to be announced this year. I'd say that's your probably your E3 announcement because that's in what June, July ish, somewhere mm-hmm. around that range. Yep, summertime. Yeah, so I think you've got your spring game, Bulletstorm, plus any other Battleborn stuff. So after Bulletstorm comes out, you know, there's it's a single player game. You run through it, and then it's you know it kind of peaks, and then it's done. I think as your next boost people up thing you announce show off a big old gameplay trailer of whatever it is gearbox quebec is doing drop that at e3 there you go and maybe hey it's going to be out by the end of the year 2017
1: as for if it's coming out this year i'm going to go ahead and state that it is indeed going to hit or try to be hit by winter 2017 Mm -hmm. Uh, i agree pretty much with what you're saying through from now till spring, it's going to be Battleborn and the ops and you know, the carrot, this and that, all this, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then comes E3, where they're going to go ahead and pop down that gearbox Quebec is working on. Dun, 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 dun. And we're hoping for a winter release. Of course, they're not going to say hoping for, it. they're going to say a winter release, mm-hmm. but we've seen how video games go for the past few years. Yeah. Games never release when they're supposed to, because that's, I guess, the way the world works nowadays. Yep. Delays for days. That's right. Delays for days. What game is Gearbox Quebec working on?
0: Now, you're the man with the info, though, right? I know a little bit. Give us the info.
1: I heard through a source, through a source, through a thing that I cannot backtrack to. So you saw it
0: on Twitter once.
1: Saw it on Twitter once that Randy already stated it was an existing Gearbox IP. That narrows it down significantly, Matt. Mm -hmm. We're looking at a Homeworld. We're looking at a Borderlands. We're looking at a Brothers in Arms.
0: I think that's where we're going with that one.
1: Or we're looking at a sequel to Battleborn. Out of those, it's not going to be Homeworld because they just did an expansion at the beginning of 2016. It's not going to be Battleborn because they're going to let that one coast for a while. And it's not Borderlands because they're going to have the main in-house Texas studio working on Borderlands. Matt, you're going to see a trailer and gameplay at E3 for a new Brothers in Arms.
0: Brothers in Arms would make me very happy. I've been waiting for a new installment in that franchise for a long time. The most recent one they announced and showed off was a very big departure from the traditional series, and then it never came out anyway. It's conjecture land. Screw it. I agree. It is going to be Brothers in Arms. I mean, you can do Brothers in Arms with a Quebec studio or a Texas studio or anything. It's a more universal experience. You can have teams from all different areas, all different styles, working on that kind of a game. Like you said, they just did something for Homeworld. They just did you know, the re-release of Duke Nukem. I don't think... They would have, like, a double dose of Duke, you know, that close to each other either.
1: Which I forgot to mention, Duke, my bad. Yes, I agree. They just did the anniversary edition of Duke Nukem, and not only did they do that, but if you pre-order Bulletstorm, you get to play as Duke in Bulletstorm. Right. So I don't think they're going to have another Duke Nukem this soon. I think that was a, hey, Duke Nukem is awesome. Let's get your heads wrapped around a little bit more. And then, boom, in the future we're going to see something but not right now.
0: Plus like you said with Borderlands, I think Duke Nukem would be a more, you know, directly in-house property unless they were just having them work on like the gameplay of it. But I think these days for a game that's, you know, kind of humorous and funny like that, you need to have gameplay and story and acting and everything all just in the same location. So everybody's working from the same page on that kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be Duke either.
1: And to be honest, I think with Duke Nukem Uh, It's going to be a little bit... I think they need to rework uh, Duke Nukem's humor Mm -hmm. because whilst I appreciate those kind of crude, lewd, and crazy jokes, a lot of the gamer base in the world nowadays isn't appreciative of that kind of stuff. So I would say that they need to look at that, and even though they may not agree, maybe they love all that old-school Duke Nukem kick-ass and chew bubblegum, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think the rest of the gamer population as a whole likes that kind of stuff right now. Maybe later they will, maybe they won't, but I think that needs to be taken into account and uh, changed up a bit to keep Duke Nukem Duke Nukem, but make it so it's humorous and relevant to what the the players are going to want. Otherwise, the game won't sell, and that's not what Gearbox wants and or needs.
0: Now, how about this? Thinking about, hey, who knows and really likes Duke Nukem? Old people like you and me. I think the only way they could have Duke Nukem work without having to rework his entire humor style and everything. How about this? They do like an 80s throwback Far Cry Blood Dragon style game with Duke. Have it be like an 80s sci fi theme, all neon and frickin' lasers and all that good stuff. Have that be the Duke Nukem game re- you release. Have it maybe be like a, a downloadable title. Maybe have it be go back to side scroller with like, you know, 2D animated cutscenes and stuff like you saw in Blood Dragon.
1: Oh, that'd be gorgeous. That would be gorgeous. I agree wholeheartedly with
0: that. Yeah, then people would be like, oh, hey, he's, you know, just mouthing off and shooting one-liners and being stupid, but it's an 80s throwback. That's what all those 80s movies were, and he was basically a send-up of all that, so I think it would be the perfect just, just mash-up of styles right there. And you could get mm-hmm. away with that in this day and age, because old people like you and me and everybody is nostalgic for that kind of stuff. I think that would sell like hotcakes.
1: And not to mention, you put something on like that; it could get on the switch, so you could have it portable. Plus, it's a you know single-player game. Boom, you know you ain't got to worry about online exclusivity and mm-hmm. all that other garbage. And away you go, man! I'd love to be sitting at lunchtime playing some 2D side-scrolling Duke Nukem action.
0: You could have that be the title screen. Is Duke just cramming a Duke Nukem 2D like Nintendo-style cart into an old? System and go, boop, boop, do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
1: Exactly.
0: That'd be the very first joke. He'd be like, why won't this thing work? As the screen is scrolling text and garbage, it pulls out the cartridge, why do I have to blow into this crap? Or, this game blows. <laughs> 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 and ha <that> works. <laughs>
1: yes. I like it, I like it. That's some fun things to think about. Hopefully, Gearbox, they're already way ahead of us and know what the heck they want to do with that franchise. Oh, they are, yeah. But I'm for sure, I don't think we'll see that this year. So, like we already stated, I think we can pretty much register to Brothers in Arms is what we're going to be seeing Mm -hmm. out of Gearbox Quebec probably winter 2017. So, Mr. Matt, Uh with that little piece of information out of the way, Mm -hmm. do you think we'll see anything for Homeworld whatsoever this year?
0: I think it's possible. I haven't really ever followed the Homeworld series, so I don't know enough about it to really make a strong conjecture on that. I would say no just because since it is an RTS series, those kind of need a lot of time in the oven you know, before they're able to be released unless it's some other kind of expansion or remastering or something. I, w- I would say no on that just because we got one installment of it, you know, one little dose of it last year. I think you go maybe every other year with something like that. What about you?
1: I agree. I don't think we're going to see too much out of Homeworld this year. Uh, like you, I don't really play it. It's not a genre of game I'm that into, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. You know, I I wish I could like those games. That way I could cover it and pay you know way more attention to it. And for any of the Gearbox guys and gals out there that really love Homeworld, you know, they tune in and go, oh, those guys don't even talk about Homeworld.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, unfortunately, I suck at those games. I hate those kind of games. So it's it's tough. It's a tough one to get into. And
0: give me some cheat codes, and I'm really good at them. I love them. Then. Yeah,
1: there you go. Give me, yeah, give me infinite life and resources and
0: glittering prizes in Warcraft. <laughs> yep, I got eighteen thousand soldiers. I'm going to slam right up that alley there. I'm going to win without having to try. <laughs> exactly. I like yes, it.
1: but I I would say, like you said, that we're not going to see too much this year.
0: Now, see, I don't think we'll see anything from that this year but i will predict that we will see or at least see the announcement of the next gearbox published game around fall winter this year they announced it officially winter last year bulletstorm and then it's coming out in spring i think you go do 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 you go through the the summer summer buzz with your announcement of brothers in arms as we predicted then i think fall you go oh also gearbox publishing is going to drop I don't know what the next game would be.
1: Yeah, that's too hard to think about. That's yeah. geez, That could be anything.
0: We're definitely getting the announcement of another one this year. I'm predicting that.
1: Okay, so you're thinking fall time we're going to get a Gearbox Publishing is about this new game.
0: Unless they double-dose it and say, we're announcing Brothers in Arms at E3, but also the next published game, which will kind of bridge the gap, be a fall-winter release if Brothers in Arms can't make winter. Hmm. I think either way... You get an announcement of another published game this year.
1: I agree. I think you're 100% accurate with that one. We got quite a bit, sounds like, going on for Gearbox. Mm-hmm. There's one last item to talk about before we set sail and head off the island, Matt.
0: I don't know what you could be talking about. What's What do they even make other than that? I, that's it, I right? don't know.
1: Well, uh,
0: Borderlands Three, maybe. Ah, uh, that's just something that people on Reddit and Twitter scream about. I don't even know what that is.
1: Yeah, they just say that thing like over and over. That's yeah. all they say. I don't. I don't even think. I think they might be robots.
0: Randy Pitchford would be like, "Hey, I just rode a cool roller coaster today," and people go, "Borderlands Three, Borderlands Three, what it is, Where is that? Borderlands
1: Three, Borderlands Three, Borderlands Street Is that just sort like a? I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad you had a fun time on that roller coaster. Is that
0: some kind of different language? Of yeah, it's a congratulations mm-hmm. in. Internet speak is Borderlands yeah. three. Hey, my daughter just graduated college. Borderlands, Borderlands three? 3? Dude. Yeah. Borderlands three awesome. question mark. You gotta
1: pose like question mark? Or exclamation mark?
0: No, it's it's usually like lots of exclamation marks and then like a, a middle finger. Okay. <laughs> That's what yeah. I see what they send to him. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs>
1: uh so we got all these things happening this year. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you think they're going to give an announcement as to when we to expect Borderlands 3? Do you think they're going to give a teaser trailer to Borderlands 3? Do you think Borderlands 3 is going to come out this year? What do you think?
0: I think the most we get this year is some kind of a teaser. I don't think you can announce it anytime soon unless that's what Gearbox Quebec was working on, but I can guarantee you that's not it. I think we get a teaser maybe at the end of one of the announced trailers. If they're doing Brothers in Arms, maybe, hey, Brothers in Arms, da 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 Gearbox, shoo. And then, like, the logo blows up and you hear Mr. Torque, yeah, explosions, line or something. Or if they're announcing in the fall a Gearbox published release, maybe, you know, show the trailer, da-da-da-da, and then Tiny Tina shotguns out of the way and goes, ha, that's not all we're working on, you know, and then you get, like, quick little teaser flash or a couple second trailer. Something real small like that. I don't think it's coming out this year. I don't think you're getting a firm announced date this year. I think you're getting a teaser and more confirmation that it is in the pipeline. I don't think we're getting more than that.
1: All right. Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen, Matt. Here's how it's going to go down. E3 is going to hit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be like, this is where they do it. This is where it happens. We're going to get that Brothers in Arms... Hey, this is what we've been doing. And it's going to be a really awesome trailer. It's going to be kick ass, badass, mm-hmm. and it's going to fade to black. And you know what's going to happen, Matt? Exactly what you said is going to happen. All of a sudden, <laughs> y'all didn't think that was it? Borderlands. It's going to be a quick, down and dirty, five, 10 second clip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. It's going to be We Exist. That's all you're going to get. Yep. And everyone's going to go, what's that mean? What's it even mean? Fast forward time, Matt. PAX West. This is Gearbox's little baby. This is the one they like to go to and do their thing.
0: That's that's in fall, right? Fall-ish. Yes.
1: Fall. Yeah. Come that, all of a sudden, here it is. It's their typical... Awesome, badass Borderlands three trailer with all the dubstep in and crazy sauce and flying around and guns and and pooping out your mouth, all those things. It's gonna be that, and then they're gonna say coming to you, summer twenty eighteen. That's it, Matt. That's exactly how it's gonna happen.
0: Uh, see, I see. I still don't think you were getting a full announced trailer or you know announcement with a date trailer even then, but I think that's the point where you drop like a 10- to 30-second gameplay video if you've got you know all your assets together. I-, I would go so far as to say that. You get some footage of it, maybe just a hint of what's happening, jump cuts to different worlds, different enemies, different gun types going off, just enough to whet people's appetites. To Be like, that gun looked like it was firing feathers. What, uh, what, this this enemy looked like it was jumping to spin it. Oh, my God, I don't even know what's going on. Oh, it looks amazing. And then everyone can go on the message boards and speculate, speculate, speculate.
1: I like it, but I think you're wrong.
0: I think you're wrong, you son of a bitch.
1: What Eric said is going to happen is going to happen. There you go. We're different on that one. Time's going to tell who was right and who was wrong. It's true. And on the last trumpet note of Borderlands 3, and of course, Conjecture Land in general, Matt, Uh what is Borderlands 3 going to be?
0: I think you're looking at a system like Division, like Destiny, some kind of online multiplayer. I don't know that it's going to be, you know, massively open where you see like 10 million Vault Hunters running around, but I think it's got to be you know one of those online systems. You can roll in a team of five or so, go to the different planets all around because we saw there's vaults all over the freaking universe now. So... I think I think that's where they're heading with this one. I think the big money these days in the, is in those online community-based games. They'd really be missing the boat if they didn't go that way. Have it be Border Worlds, Borderlands 3, whatever you want to call it. I think that's the kind of game we're seeing. Instead of just single-player or co-op, I think it's got to be online-based.
1: I am in 100% agreement. I remember hearing something about they already patented Border Worlds.
0: Yeah, trademarked it.
1: That tied in with the fact that all the successful games these days are an online community where at least, at the very least, you're in a hub with other human beings and then go out to the worlds on your own or with your friends. Or you're just in the worlds with everybody at all times. I think they're going to go the route of a hub, you're with everybody, and then you go to worlds with your friends. I think that's the way they'll do it, much like Destiny does it. Man, the only thing that I don't know about, and the reason why I think the hub thing will be the way they do it, Mm -hmm. because it's the only way that kind of makes any sense, is the characters.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: Borderlands is huge on character. So it would make no sense if when you're in the world, you know, playing your game, there's 70 other niches running around. Exactly. (laughs) 500 claptraps zooming past you or whatever. So I think they're going to hub it, and in the hub, nobody cares. Just like with Destiny, there's a million other titans that look just like you. There's a million other warlocks. That doesn't matter. It's when you get out in the world and you're actually in the game doing the story that your character is the only Nisha or whoever it's going to be telling the story and interacting, therefore keeping the story together and hilarious and awesome and all the other good things in life.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say too is I don't think it can be – All massively open just because of the different characters and the different roles that they like to make those characters be. You can't go to, you know, back to Pandora and have 17 death traps out just flying around. It would just be madness. I think each of the worlds has to be instanced to you and your group. And, you know, if you have two people playing Gage or whoever, then it's not a big deal because you don't have the entire world playing that. So yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right path with that, like an open, massively multiplayer hub where you can meet up and do things, and then each world is instance to you and or your group
1: do you think they 'll stick with their usual mantra though you know bazillions of guns, all of that good stuff, or do you think they 're going to tone it down and actually get into like the realm of what all the games these days are doing with you know like twenty or thirty actual legendaries and then the epics and blues and greens, or do you think they're going to, like I just said, go hog wild like they do and just have bajillions of guns?
0: I think you have to go hog wild. This is this is what your whole franchise has been built on. You can't just be like, oh, I got the the legendary hog's tooth, and this is just what it is. You have to have all the different elemental varieties, the different, like we've seen people on YouTube talk about, the different... All the different barrels that can roll onto it, the different stocks, the different things that is affect all the different stats—that's what Borderlands is all about, basically. You can't strip that out and take it away; it's got to still be there.
1: I agree. I think for sure they'll stick to their current model with the weaponry. And lastly, do you think they're going to add armor and such to to just give more depth to the loot pool hunt? You know, the whole gimmick. That uh, they go with.
0: Part of me wants to say yes just to keep that loot hunt going because then you have even more pieces to look for, this and that and the other thing. I think maybe you get like two more things like the relics. Maybe you get two more slots for, you know, you got shield, grenade, relic, and class mod. Maybe you add in the jump pack. Maybe you add in something else. So you've got two more things to hunt for, but I don't think you're going with, "Uh, I've got a chest piece, I've got legs piece, I've got a you know, an arm piece or or a helmet or anything like that. The other thing I will say is I think you've got to have more customization slots. Instead of just head, body, I think it needs to be head, upper torso, legs, something like that. So not necessarily armor, but you need to be able to change up your look if you're going to be in some kind of online multiplayer, especially in that hub. I don't want to see Handsome Jack just look like Handsome Jack all the way around, just with a different head and a different color body. He's gotta to have totally different body stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think as they always do, they'll introduce one new piece. Yeah. One new something or rather. But beyond that they'll keep the same setup because it works. It's a pretty decent setup. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think you have to have, you know, a helmet, a chest piece, bracers, you know, you don't gotta go that route. Um at the most I'd say maybe boots. Just because there's yeah. a lot of variants and fun things you could do with boots. Because when you said jetpacks, I was thinking, well, you, you could put jetpacks in your boots. Exactly. You know. Well, there you go. Now you got like triple jump because you got your jetpack boots, or, or sprint boots, you know, that kind of thing, or gravity boots,
0: or or slow boots that boost up your attack and defense, but now you can't move hardly.
1: Awesome! I think that is what it'll be. I can't wait. Boots. There you have it, boys and girls. They're gonna add boots. To Borderlands. <laughs> Breaking news: We got boots. We got the boots. We're gonna have Nikes, and Jordans, and Adidas, and all the good things.
0: We can get those game over shoes that they've been showing off in the stream. Boom! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, first, since you're going multiplayer, super online, do you think they're gonna do any kind of PvP mode in that?
1: Oh yeah, hands down. I think it's going to be wacky, over-the-top, fun land PvP, though. I don't mm. think it's going to go for any sort of, oh, MLG, this is the real deal. Yeah. I think they're going to keep it just ha- go in, have a blast, blow each other up in whatever way you can. I think they will add it, though.
0: Like you said, I think they'd have to have fun game modes like a kind of uh, like dunk ball or something. you got to go around and collect the, the glowing orb and then get it and... Maybe do a triple jump with your triple jump boots and slam it in the hoop.
1: Bring back the NBA jam bit. Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. Oh, my God. So good.
1: That would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you can go straight PvP with Borderlands because it's just just too over the top. The one guy who has the really awesome gun is just going to destroy you because he found an awesome legendary. But if it's something like, even something like Minion Hunt, like, like a meltdown in Battleborn, something like that that, you know, you might have an advantage because you got better gear, but if you work as a team, you can overcome that. Something fun like that. And that leads off into my next thing. I think you got to take from Battleborn, you got to get taunts in the game. So, I mean, even mm-hmm. if you just, oh, we just took out down the bunker with a magical shot from Death Trap, stand here and taunt, do a little crazy goofy dance. Something fun I like, like that.
1: I like it. So you got... Taunt's getting added to the game. you got more than just your head and body being customizable, Mm. so that way you can have unique looks out in the hub world and look different from all your fellow buddies and whatnot. I like all that, Mm. and PvP mode being goofy. And to further that, I think PvP mode will be in there, and I think it will have all sorts of cool innovative things Mm. because that was kind of not the whole point, but another whole thing for... Gearbox was having Battleborn be put out there and learning how to produce a really awesome PVP game. Yep. What works, what doesn't work, and they're going to take that and they're going to incorporate into all their games going forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, expect to see PVP definitely. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, you know, it's been a good time. I think we've uh, covered a lot of bases. We've done a lot of things out here on the island.
0: We sure have. The
1: monkeys, they're getting a little hungry. They've been kind of nipping at my toes. I'm starting to get scared.
0: I really wanted to sit in this hammock for another couple couple weeks, just uh, swing, but it's starting to shake me. I just, uh, just, just fell out of my hammock. Come on, monkeys. I hate you get guys. Get out of here. No one wants
1: your stupid poison bananas anyway. Get in my boat. That's get right. Out of
0: here. Better get back in the canoe and just whoosh. back to the real world. Back to the real world chow, 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 where we get to work every weekend. Oh yeah. That's right. That's Three gonna be weeks good. straight.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, everybody, that was it. That's what we think is going to be happening this year and in the foreseeable future with Gearbox. We're not going to be wrong because we're freaking amazing. That's right. And smarter than the average bear.
0: Hey, boo-boo.
1: Hey, boo-boo. Go start that fire, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> Snarf. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Booba
0: doesn't say snarf.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, I'm mixing them all up,
1: man. I don't even know where I am. Those bananas, man. <laughs> oh <laughs> don't man. Feel good.
0: So yeah, that's it. That's it for conjecture land for us. <laughs>
1: well, since this wasn't an official episode, we're not going to close out with all the hoopajuba juba jubas. You guys listening to this know where to find us, and of course, with our next episode, we'll get back to the usual rigamore. And until that time, don't forget, forget to, to save. save. Sit (laughs) down.